Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of the Rafu Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Rav Amita ben Shoshana, Shaul ben Brita, and Lior Gabai ben Michael. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Leah Mincha Basak of Yosef, Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerchemel ben Neil ben Gedaliah. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Vaira, the fifth dimension. Our Parsha begins with God responding to Moshe Rabbeinu's outcry on why he allowed the situation of the Jewish people to become worse. Before Moshe demanded from Pari that he let the Jewish people free, the Egyptians provided them straw to make cement. But after Moshe approached Pari, the Egyptians no longer provided them with the necessities to make cement. But yet they kept the same number quota of cement blocks that each Jew had to supply. God responded to Moshe by revealing one of his most holy and secretive names, a name that he did not reveal to even our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And he told Moshe Rabbeinu that he has heard the cries of the Jewish nation and will now punish the Egyptian people for enslaving the Jewish people. The Parsha contains seven out of the ten plagues that God struck the Egyptians for enslaving the Jewish people. Dam, Tzvardeya, Kinim, Oroiv, Dever, Shechin, and Barad. Blood, frogs, lice, wild animals, death of cattle, boils, and fiery hail. The plague cycle lasted one month. The plague itself lasted one week, but Moshe and Aaron would warn Pari and the Egyptian people about the upcoming plague for three weeks. Amazingly, during the plague of fiery hail, Pari told Moshe that I have sinned this time and the Lord is the righteous one. Nevertheless, as soon as Moshe stopped the plague, Pari's conscience disappeared and he refused to set the Jewish people free. However, a question comes to mind. At the beginning of our Torah portion, God tells Moshe Rabbeinu five different words alluding to the Jewish people's salvation and redemption. V'hitzesi, and I will deliver them. V'hitzalti, and I will save them. V'hitzalti, and I will redeem them. V'hitzalti, and I will take them. V'hitzalti, and I will bring them. The Talmud Yerushalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud Imsachim, explains that we drink four cups of wine during the Seder evening, corresponding to the first four words of salvation and redemption. And yet, God told Moshe a fifth word of redemption and salvation, Vehevesi, and I will bring them to the land of Israel. What is different about Vehevesi? And why don't we dedicate a cup of wine to it? Why don't we drink five cups of wine corresponding to the five words of salvation, to the five words of redemption? The Rambam, Rav Moshe ben Maimon, a prolific scholar and philosopher whose Yortzeit anniversary of passing was last week on the 20th of Tavis, gives an interesting answer. He writes that we in fact do commemorate the fifth term of salvation and redemption, Vehevesi, by pouring a fifth cup of wine for Eliyahu Hanavi, for Elijah the prophet, as we conclude the meal part of the Seder. The Rambam writes there are many opinions regarding why we drink the four cups of wine. As previously mentioned, the first opinion is that we drink to commemorate the four words of salvation. The second opinion is that the four cups of wine during the Seder evening correspond to Pare's four cups of wine. 
In Parshish Vayeshev, in the last book of the Torah, Sefer Bereshis, when Paris Butler was telling and detailing his dream in prison to Yosef HaTzadik, he mentions Paris' cup four separate times. The Rambam explains that the fifth cup of wine never became obligatory because of the many opinions about the four cups and the lack of consensus. Nevertheless, he writes, that we still commemorate the Hevesi and I will bring them to the Holy Land by filling Elio and of his cup, by filling up the cup of Elijah the prophet. However, the Lubavitch Rebbe continues with this line of reasoning and takes it a step further. He writes that it is impractical to make the fifth cup of wine obligatory. Because the Hevesi now will bring them refers to bringing the Jewish people to our eternal home, the Holy Land of Israel. And since Moshe did not merit to enter Israel, the Hevesi and I will bring them is hinting to the ultimate redemption when all Jews will be brought to the Promised Land. The Rebbe writes that the fifth cup is in the godly dimension, and what it represents is way out of our reach. This means that the majority of our existence is way above our perspective. No matter what we accomplish or how hard we try, we will not understand the depth of God's wisdom and judgment. We cannot comprehend the purpose of horrific tragedies and immense pain because they live solely in the godly sphere, the fifth dimension. And in this realm, the Rebbe explains, is where the greatest test of our faith in God exists. For it is a level where we have to acquiesce and defer to God's plan and believe that He and all He does is for the good. This domain cannot be forced or contrived. For any notion of falseness, any notion of dishonesty destroys access to this part and this crucial element of our soul. And instead we pour the fifth cup of wine for Eliyahu Elijah the prophet, and say hallel where we praise God, and we proclaim that we are finally ready for the ultimate redemption. In our daily life, it is imperative that we realize that we do not have control or power over anyone else but ourselves. If we want to grow and change our situation, we alone must take the necessary steps to transform our destiny. But we must equally recognize and acknowledge the hand of God dictating our every move, leading us just in front of the void, leading us to just in front of the space that we were born to fill, showing us the small part of the infinite possibilities for our fifth dimension, the unique soul of God within us. There is a powerful quote about returning to our inner selves. Home is the human heart, and our return to God is no way separate from returning to ourselves, to the point of inner truth out of which our soul shines forth. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com Till next time, thanks for listening.